0: Welcome to the Been There Lost Fat Podcast, real education and advice from people who get it. We've been there, lost fat and successfully helped many others in doing so. We're here to help you weed through all of the bad information and gimmicks to reach your health, fitness and physique goals in a sustainable way. I'm Sarah Fucinari, an integrative health practitioner, certified nutrition coach and head coach of Team Fit With Me, here with my assistant coach and right-hand lady, also certified nutrition coach, Jess Beloy. What's up, girl? Hey. <laughs> we also have a special guest today, Ms. Lauren Polinski. Welcome to the pod. Hey! This I think this is Lauren's first pod, so we decided to like just, we're just going to do 21 questions, fire round. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that to you.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, my first podcast. And I'm so excited because, gosh, the story and mission that we have
0: just is so great for
1: all the women on earth. <laughs>
0: Well, that's just why I wanted to have you on, is because you have an awesome story to, to share that I we're going to dive into. Um, but you also have been had such an impact on the lives of so many other women, and you, you've built out such a cool community um, that I'd love for you to talk about as well. But let's start at the beginning. Like, give me the basics. Who you are, where you're from, what you do. Um,
1: So I'm Lauren Polinsky. I'm 26 years old. I... Didn't ever really struggle with my weight growing up, but once I got out of uh, high school and college, I didn't gain the freshman 15, I gained the freshman 30, double that. And then when I got Mm -hmm. pregnant, I gained 60 pounds on top of that 30 from college. So, you know, from being 18 years old up until like 24, I had gained 90 pounds and it was like a whole new life. I didn't feel like myself. I didn't recognize myself. I lost interest in all my hobbies. I just, I wasn't me mentally or physically, and I felt so lost, and it was 2020 during the pandemic. I I had been crying about my weight for a couple of years at this point, you know, like, I really wanted it, but I just couldn't bring myself to actually stick with it. I'd buy a Planet Fitness membership and go, like, five times. I just, I wanted it so bad, but I had so many excuses and never did it, but then finally, like, I reached that breaking point and was like, fuck this fuck anything that doesn't make me happy like this is my life main character energy I am the main character of my life and I'm gonna do whatever the hell I have to to be happy so mm. now here I am oh yeah
0: amen <laughs> <laughs> and so you lost 80 Was it 80 pounds 90 pounds
1: 87 pounds yeah <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. That's absolutely amazing. And before, so you said you hadn't struggled with your weight before. It's so funny because like, I know you, but I don't know you that well as far as like pre us, us meeting. And Lauren and I linked up a couple years ago. Um, but I don't really know your story from like up until we met. And you said that you're, this was like the first time that you'd really dieted and you hadn't tr- struggled with your weight before. Were you an athlete? Were you like, was it just something you never think about? Did you grow up in a healthy household? Like, give me a picture of that.
1: Um, So my mom was a nurse and was also like very conscious about buying healthy food and stuff. But I feel like a lot of the moms in our generation kind of got like a backwards approach on how to like deal with Mm -hmm. girls gaining weight and stuff like that. So I grew up like, oh, you're putting on some weight. I'm not buying snack cakes anymore. I'm buying fruit now. Um, I don't know. My mom was very like health conscientious, but not in like... I don't know. I love my mom. Sometimes it was just kind of harsh. And that's why, like, now that I'm on this other end, I think there's a lot nicer ways to do it. And I just got sidetracked. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't be sorry at all. I like, think that's a
0: I no i think that's the whole point we're literally gonna go on a tangent for an hour so this is a this is a safe space um i think you bring up a really good point though because you you know my mom renee you've met you've met renee for your training yeah and um and both my parents are very fit they've been on the podcast they're obviously the trainers for fit with me as well um but it's interesting that you said that you were like things just were different then and i think a big part of it is that like just the science wasn't where it is now so like our our, our families would want to help us, but what they, what they thought was the right thing, like we didn't know any better. It was like fucking smoking cigarettes a couple decades before that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I always think that it's important to like, think of the intent behind that because I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I fucking hate therapy. <laughs> I've, every time that I've gone to therapy, all they want to do is like blame my parents for stuff. And I'm like, hold on, I know that my parents always loved me and always did the very best that they could. So I'm supposed to have a chip on my shoulder because they're like human. like. And I feel like that was, that's something that I've been through a lot. Have you noticed that too?
1: Yes, definitely. And like you said, it's not to blame. I always felt loved by my parents. I always felt like well taken care of and stuff, but Just the generation they grew up in approached weight loss so much differently than how we do it now. And I'm so thankful it's changed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no kidding.
1: (laughs) Although I will say I'm thankful that my mom had an arsenal of like workout DVDs because that's what I used to start my journey. I was like, my mom has all these DVDs. Let me go find one. Like I've put on some weight. I'm going to use this. I know I can follow somebody like on Mm TV. So I went through... He was like addicted to buying these things and never doing them. But I tried out a couple of them and it was always like super fit people doing it. And I'd be over here like, "Ah, I'm dying. No shit, you can do it, girl. Like, uh uh-uh. Then I found that Biggest Loser DVD and it was normal sized people, kind of older people too. And I was like, well, shit. If they can do it, so can I. So I mean, how have they
0: not sponsored you yet?
1: (laughs) I don't want to be sponsored by Jillian Michaels. (laughs) No, (laughs) she's no the woman who
0: well. Yeah, but she, I think she was talking about how protein kills people a couple of years ago, and I was like, "Girl." <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's really mean. We'll, we'll on stick with her workouts. Days. We'll stay away from our diet. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So, did you start? Did you start just with diet? Did you start just with exercise? Um. Or did you go all in?
1: I went just with exercise at first like I didn't know how to eat healthy I was cooking a lot of hamburger helper at this point my mom was a single mom growing up too so she never really cooked like it was always McDonald's or like Mexican restaurant or stuff so I just didn't know how to cook but I knew I could put that DVD on and follow somebody and move my body so that's
0: where I started Mm -hmm. and then what was okay so so I before you tell me about like the diet that worked like we always like to talk about the dumbest thing that we've done to try to lose weight. <laughs> What's the dumbest thing, diet or exercise or both, that you've done?
1: Hmm, that's a hard one because I have done a whole bunch of stuff, but I I don't know. That's <laughs> the dumbest thing would be. Um, that's a hard. I can't really think of the dumbest thing.
0: Honestly, no. <laughs> like, like I've cu- I've cut out entire food groups um i've done that okay i
1: know now i know now i started out thinking only 1200 calories i didn't know how to do a calorie deficit i didn't know the right way to like calculate your maintenance and then take a little chunk here so that we can go down lower later you taught me all of that and now when people ask me that question i like now that i'm educated i give them the answer of hey find your maintenance like then let's subtract a little bit you can go down like that but i started out Mm-hmm. eating 1200 calories like that's what I did for my whole journey so yeah that was what I regret <laughs> biggest mistake Yeah, that is always
0: the magic number like where who, who the fuck came up with that number <laughs>
1: I, think, I think my mom told it to me honestly so I was <laughs> me like, too <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they heard it from the pediatrician
1: yeah when we were like two. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Oh my gosh I was going through a client's labs this morning and her doctor literally wrote on her lab work too many carbs and I was like this first of all your doctor has no fucking idea what they're talking about. Um, secondly, let's talk about how carbs work. Let's talk about how different carbs work. I was like the fear-mongering that is just like thrown by physicians and this woman happens to she's got a long way to go and she's just starting her journey and this doctor literally just like threw a bunch of diagnosis on her and gave her a bunch of random nutrition information and i was like come on man like sometimes i think when you go into a doctor's office if you're overweight that they just like they've just decided that you know you're just you're not going to be fixed we're going to throw a bunch of diagnosis on you
1: or nowadays, they're gonna throw taking Ozempic or goby, all those different things at you. It seems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I've seen. I actually well, and you got know, I
1: got, Oh, sorry. Right. I actually got um, an email yeah. the other day asking me to promote Ozempic, and I was like, "Why would I take my weight loss journey to promote weight loss prescription drugs?" Like, no. <laughs>
0: That's super interesting. So you know, Jess and I have both had weight loss surgery. That's part of our journeys. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have, I have clients that have used GLP ones that, and I have no problem with any of the weight loss medications. I really don't have any problem with any tool, but I think that uh, it needs to be used as a tool and something at, that's a supplement to doing all of the work. And I think that's something that we've we've talked about probably ad nauseum because I guess you just can't shut up about it. Is that any time that anybody goes to these extreme measures? It's because we want to get around doing the work. We don't want to take the time to do it right, right? But no matter what, even if you take a weight loss medication or have weight loss surgery or take some crazy fucking diet pill or eat 1,200 calories for a period of time, sure, it's going to work for a little while, but it's not, it still doesn't get around you doing the work of creating the lifestyle. And that's my issue with all of these procedures and medications and all of those things. It's not the actual thing. I think the actual yeah. thing can be used quite well if it's used properly.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, it seems like I see a lot of stuff on TikTok though, where they're not even like implementing all that other stuff. And it's like, girlfriend, like, no.
0: It's just the next quick fix. But we, we talk about time on every single episode. So 10 minutes in, it's time to talk about time. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that that is the biggest factor for a lot of us when we want to lose weight is that we want to lose it fast. But I always think of this timeline of, Okay, let's do the really extreme thing and let's lose it fast and then fall off the wagon and gain it all back and now you're back at square one instead of just taking a couple extra months or maybe even a couple extra years to actually get where you're going and then sustain your results for the rest of your life and i think we've all done that because we all want to do something we all want it to happen fast like especially when we have that emotion of motivation on our side right
1: Definitely. That was the mindset I had. I was like, fuck this. Like, I want this off fast, but I also went into it. Like, right. I want this off fast, but I know I'm not going to have to do this forever. I'm going to go hard right now. And then I'm going to be able to chill some more. And like, it has worked for me, but I know for a lot of people, the slow and steady, like, I know they will get way too overwhelmed and fall off if they try to just bam, 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 bam. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: So actually I think that's a really good point. And just from a sense, because you know, I got to go sciencey on this from a scientific aspect. If you do do something, if you turn up the, the volume all the way up and you're just balls to the wall, go for it. Um, as long as you do that and then you get back out before your metabolism adapts, it is a strategy that works, but you have to be careful. And you and I think that your just life has been conducive, and most people like, people's lives are, they can't just be flooring it the whole time. But if you floor it quick and then you come back out and you do run your diet in a cyclical fashion, which is really how diet should be run, you can you can get where you want to go that way.
1: I feel like that's why that DVD, like, I really like it and why I think it really helped me be successful because it's a six-week program and it goes hard. But after I finished that program, Mm -hmm. I would switch to like walking, you know, doing that low impact and then after walking for a while and plateauing, I went back and did that DVD again. So like you were saying with the cycles, it's like, oh yeah, let's go hard for six weeks. Then I'm gonna chill for like the next four months and just go on walks every day. Okay, time for a six week program mm-hmm. again, let's go hard. Oh, I'm done with this. I'm gonna chill for a minute and walk. And that's basically like the first year of my journey, exercise-wise, how it went.
0: Mm-hmm. And wait, and there's that, there's there's a lot of science behind that, Lauren. <laughs> but that, I didn't that, even that realize. prevents you <laughs> That prevents you from adapting to the extreme thing. So the extreme thing continues to work. You're letting your body, your mind, your metabolism take a break, but you're also not going from, I'm doing the extreme thing to fuck it. I'm doing everything the opposite and doing whatever I can to destroy my health in between. if You go through this, like I'm going to push, push on the gas a little bit here. Now I'm going to ease up and cruise. Now I'm going to push down again. That's really how proper dieting is programmed.
1: And none of that was intentional. So I guess I was <laughs> God had my back there.
0: <laughs> well, you figured it out through trial and error. And I think that's a lot, a lot a lot of what we've all done, right? We've 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 fucked up ourselves. And so now we get to help other people not make the same mistakes that we've
1: made. Yes. And um, to let other people know that even when you fuck up, like you're human. You're gonna fuck up sometimes. Just get back on it. And that's something you taught me a lot too. Like just cause I think actually you reprogrammed my brain when it came to like cheat meals. Cause I used to have it in my head cheat day. So I'd go cheat for the whole day mm-hmm. and it might be Friday and then I'm gonna cheat on Saturday too cause it's the weekend, whatever, I'm hungover, I'm gonna eat whatever I want. But you said cheat meals and then like the next meal, if you mess up one meal, eat better the next one. And I was like, why have I, like, why have I been thinking cheat days? I should have had cheat meal in my head this whole time like to get back on it even easier
0: well if you go back to how like diets were to the 1200 calorie diet being popular cheat days were like a thing too so that's something that's been so ingrained in us but i like to think of it as you spent all week earning your paycheck and say you earned a thousand dollars that week you can totally spend it all on the weekend and go into debt and so it is about those checks and balances but i think it's important to find like that mental balance of you know i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna have an untracked meal but that doesn't mean that I need to eat like a total fucking moron and then continue on through the weekend. But diet brain tells us, you know, this is my one chance and the diet's going to restart tomorrow. So I got to eat all the things.
1: huh. And then you live it up on the weekend, gain all that 10 pounds back, which you also taught me isn't actually all fat. It's just inflammation too. But then just like stuck in this cycle of I'm working out five days a week, but then I'm totally ruining it on the weekend. <laughs>
0: it's so depressing it's it so but we've all done it yeah (laughs) i think i gotta touch the oven to see what's
1: huh. i got stuck in that loop i think for like two months at one point in my journey just gaining and re-losing the same five to ten pounds over and over again because i'd go good during the week and then just party it up and eat anything i wanted on the weekend and yeah it was annoying kind of getting stuck in that loop when you're like man i just i want to see progress what am i doing to myself
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's a real thing, and I I love that you said that. Um, you know, you were talking about how it's just like you're gonna fall down a million times, just gotta keep getting up. That's so fucking true. That literally is like people think that it's so funny. I had a client that she was like, it just feels like it's so easy for everybody else. I was talking to her last week, and I was like, girl, you have no idea. First of all, you the people you see on the internet, they're showing you what they want want you to see. Second of all, I'm sitting here doing hundreds of check-ins every week. I could tell you that it's not easy. It's not easy for anybody. There's different levels of hard and different seasons of it, but the people that are successful, it's not a matter of whether it's easier for them. It's that they fall a million times and they get the fuck back up. They never quit. And you are you. that way too. Yes.
1: Thank you. Yeah. They just have to keep that baddie mindset and grace. Grace is something I've really struggled with in my life. Like Not even just showing it to other people, but showing it to myself. So a big part of this journey was like, I need to show myself grace. I have to forgive myself. Life happens. Mid weight loss journey, I was already down like 60 pounds. The holidays came, Thanksgiving and Christmas. I went to the gym maybe like once or twice a week those two months, but I gained 25 pounds. It was the holidays. Mm-hmm. I loosened up a little bit. I wasn't even at my goal yet. I wasn't at the one year mark. I honestly my main goal is I just wanted to see how far I got by one year. And then that happened at the holidays and I was like, oh my gosh, I gained 25 pounds. I'm gonna be sad for a second, but fuck it. Like I'm just gonna get back on the grind. I've knocked all this off before. Like I can literally just blow mm-hmm. this back off and keep going and life happens. <laughs>
0: But once quitting isn't an option, you're going to win because anytime anybody says I'm going to quit, I'm going to quit. It's not happening. It's not happening fast enough. It's not happening in the way that I want it to happen. Or somebody even sometimes somebody will be like, I had a perfect week with my nutrition. I nailed my strength. I did my cardio and the scale went up. I just want to quit. Okay, well, let's play that out. You're going to quit. What's that going to do for you, girl? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if you stand exactly where you are now and you keep going, it's way better than quitting and going backwards. But that is how we're programmed, right? That we're just like, well, this isn't working. Fuck it.
1: Yep. And people want to see those results instantly. I'll see that a lot in my Facebook group. They're like, I've, I've been on this for a week and I don't see any difference. And I'm like, ah, part of me wants to go, ah! But part of me wants to just hug them. It's like, girlfriend, it's been a week. Like, you can't expect that. But you need to keep your bad bitch attitude. Keep doing good. And you're going to get there. You're going to get there. Don't quit.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen those memes where it's like, I ate a salad today. I should be skinny tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and It's like, hold on. But that is totally, I know it sounds ridiculous to say it in that extreme, but that is totally the things that we tell ourselves. Um, and that's a perfect segue to... Tell me about your Facebook group. I'm, I'm in it. I'm, an, I'm a stalker. Sometimes like I'm a contributor, <laughs> um, but you've built such a great community. So like, how did that start and how have you built it to be what it is?
1: Thank you. Um, so it all started from me seeing this thing on Pinterest because I always was looking up motivational quotes. And this one said, make it happen, girl. Shock everyone. And I was like, "Ooh, I like that. Make it happen, girl. Like I feel like that should be my life motto. And around the same time, all these people on my Facebook, like my friends, girls I had gone to high school with, they were starting to notice that I was slimming down. And they're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I want to know this. I want to know that. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just make a Facebook group so I don't have to annoy all of my other Facebook friends with like this weight loss Mm -hmm. stuff. Y'all come join this group. So I made it, called it Make It Happen Girl. Started with like 80 members. Like I said, they were all family and like friends from school. And it's just... It's blossomed into now, like, I think almost 9,000 members. And I just really wanted to, like, I don't know. It started out as my own personal weight loss journal and, like, safe space. And it's grown into, like, a safe space for all women. And we're each other's cheerleaders. I think we've only ever had dramatic stuff, like, twice. And I instantly delete those people. I don't allow MLMs or, like, any outside stuff to try to sell stuff Mm -hmm. to my people. Because I didn't spend a ton of money on my weight loss. So I don't ever want them to be like, you need Herbalife. you need this you need that like no you don't like this is our mm-hmm. safe space this is for us to cheer each other on and i love the community of baddies that i've built like I, I pray for them all the time i'm like oh, dear god please let them all hit their goals and let them find the joy that i have because this journey of finding yourself again is just it's completely life-changing
0: mm-hmm. it is isn't it crazy when you look back and you're like who the hell was that <laughs>
1: I look back, yeah, and I look back at, like, the motivational quotes and stuff that I would share back then, you know, dreaming about, like, her, visualizing her, doing the habits to become who you want to be, and I'm like, wow, like, I'm on the other side now, and this is so surreal, and I just, I want other women to experience this.
0: Ooh, you got me, like, in my feels right now, girl. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. And your community is, it, it is so positive, um you know but you also are like you're you're very like no bullshit too like you're very warm you're very sweet you're very encouraging but also when people are like i don't have time or i'm not motivated you're like girl get up off your ass wake up early (laughs) uh
1: yeah and i try to find like a good line on that because i don't want to be so passionate about it that i'm like ever mean to people or like scare them off like you know cut the excuses Cause I know how it feels to, you know, have all the excuses, want it really bad and still just not be able to execute your plan and get to your goals. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, what do you think some of the biggest obstacles or challenges that have stood in your way along the way are?
1: (laughs) Number one, myself. I think the biggest thing I've learned through this journey is that no other excuse I had was valid. It was literally just me. I would say, I don't have time to work out because I have my child. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I literally have almost all the time in the world. I would sit on my phone on Facebook and Instagram for, like, hours on end. Yeah, I'm sitting here saying, oh, I can't work out because I have my baby. Bitch, I put a play yard up. He didn't want to stand in the play yard. he If I put him in that thing, he was watching me work out and like screaming and crying. So I got in the play yard, put him on the other end. And he's like on the side of that fence looking at me like, yeah, mama. But I'm like being able to work out and not hit him. So I tell moms, I'm like, put him in a play yard or you get in the play yard. And two, go on walks. Walking was such a big part of my journey that like, I don't know, the mom excuse, I can't understand it anymore. Because at this point, I'm like, I'm a mom and you can do it. This is just an excuse, girl. Like, your kids are even gonna be better for this. My son, he would not drink water. I had to drive an hour away to get a special like Pedialyte certain flavor cause that was all he would drink. And you know, he has medical problems. So he'd end up in the hospital with seizures a lot and they would say he's dehydrated. So it was really a problem that he wouldn't drink water. Mm-hmm. I got a hydro jug, started being healthy and stuff. What does he think is the coolest thing in the world? Mom's big water bottle and he wants to drink out of it 24 seven. I have seen such a change in my son. He eats literally everything because your kids want to eat what you have. I Honestly, that's a whole diet, like, thing in its own. Get you a toddler. They'll eat half your plate for you. <laughs> so save you on calories. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other excuses. Um, yeah, mainly I just had to wake up and realize I was the only one who could save myself and that all these excuses don't matter if you want it bad enough. hmm
0: Oh, you want to talk badass? I remember a time when so Lauren and I worked together for a little while, and she was—you were like bringing your workout stuff to the hospital, and you were like, "I'm fucking doing it. I don't care." And you're like, "I'm gonna walk the halls. I'm gonna bring my bands with me." I remember you this. Were, like, <laughs> I, yeah, working yeah. out in the room. <laughs> yeah, in the
1: bathroom, our hospital room. My son, we were there for like a month with stuff just like hooked to his brain so there wasn't anything crazy going on whenever I was doing the workouts but I'd go into the bathroom while his daddy was laying next to him shut the door and do my workout and sometimes he'd let me get a breather and go down to planet fitness and work out and it was super Mm -hmm. like it was nice and it kept my mental stability a lot better than like Mm -hmm. if I was trapped in that room doing nothing all day long (laughs) I did gain though I think I gained 10 pounds during that, but I was still moving my body and still staying on top of my stuff and trying, you know, to trying to stay on top Mm -hmm. of it the best I could in that circumstance
0: something's always better than nothing and there is a lot to be said for just showing up just continuing to show up and i've had that motivation conversation with a lot of people recently and i said i said to one client who i know is going to be listening she was like like three weeks in a row she checked in and she was using that motivation word and she's been around she's been a client for a couple years and she's lost like 60 or concerts oh, wow it. um and yeah she's killing it she's she's yeah. awesome she's my golden she's one of my golden children but oh. Um, she checked in like a couple weeks in a row and she kept like mentioning me. She's like, I just don't like motivation. What do we and I was like, girl, you are standing at a train station on a platform waiting for a train that is not fucking coming. You need to start just taking action. And I was like, just do the fucking work. Just do it. And then the motivation's gonna come. She texts me like maybe seven, eight days later. And she was like, Well, I'm feeling motivated again. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you see, but I think that that happens. Like we get caught in these loops in so many areas of our lives. And I was talking to somebody about like depression recently that we get caught in this loop of like not wanting to do anything. So we don't do anything and then we don't want to do it even more. And so we like are on this loop and the only way to break it is to take action and to get uncomfortable. And we just resist doing that in so many areas that like, gets human nature. Right.
1: Oh, yeah, I've gotten myself in that cycle plenty of times. And, like, you get in that funk and you just – you know you want out of it so bad. But, like you said, you just keep laying there thinking, like, I want to, but I don't want to. Like, I'm sad. And yet, back to the whole you got to save yourself, you got to pull yourself out of that freaking funk. And even now, like, mm-hmm. post-weight loss, a lot of people think losing weight fixes all your problems. It does not. I still have plenty of problems. I still I know. get – I What it. the fuck? Yeah, like, what the fuck? That's my biggest thing on TikTok, too. They'll be like – this doesn't fix all your problems like i never said it fixes your problems like you're literally just being so judgmental looking at my before and after pictures you're not asking about my mental health you're not asking about this or that but sorry i just lost my train of thought where i was going with that
0: (laughs) well i think that it's i i it's so funny because i think that as opposed to like you were saying of how people think that you know losing weight is going to fix all your problems doesn't fix all of your problems but I do think that it proves a lot to yourself because I think that especially as women that we make a lot of promises to other people that we would never dare break and we always follow through but the promises we make to ourselves are the first things that we, that the first promises that we break. And so once you become a person that sets goals and follows through on them and follow keeps promises to themselves, I don't think there's anything more empowering than you can do for yourself or to show others around you, you know?
1: That's so true. That main character energy, living like you're the totally, main character. Totally, totally. <laughs>
0: And I had somebody, I had somebody check in last week and, and she's, oh, she's kicking ass. She's got four kids and she's, and she checked in and she said, I finally feel like even better than I felt before I started having kids. And she was like, and I feel guilty because I feel like that's so vain of me. And I said to her, no, I don't think that it is. And and if anybody started their health journey for fucking vanity reasons, it's me. I was like, I just want to look hot. I don't give a shit. I don't even give a shit about my health. I just want to look hot but it's a really, it's a reflection of who you are as a person. Like it's a reflection of your dedication and your hard work and your consistency. And that's what is exuded on the outside. It has nothing, you know, it's a result of the inside work or at least I think. (laughs) No, I totally
1: agree with that. Okay.
0: So you've built this incredible Facebook community. You also have become like fucking internet famous on every platform. Tell me about that. (laughs)
1: Oh my gosh, I don't feel like I'm famous, but at Disney World, this girl came up to me and was like, I follow you. You're Lauren, right? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, you're famous. I was like, no, I'm not. I literally am not. I'm just a normal person. No, you're famous. I think she was kind of drunk, but she's like, you're so famous. I was like, no, I'm not. But I'm so glad that, like, being an influencer, yeah, I want to grow my following for like, my business side of things but also i want to the oh the main thing the main reason i want to reach more women is because i want them to see my story and i want them to have hope and know that they can do it too so it's like the more i grow Mm -hmm. the more people i can help and that really excites me
0: preaching to the choir on that one yeah (laughs) i definitely definitely think that we feel the same way here i the reason i got into this was because i wanted to you know share all this knowledge and things that you know sarah has been teaching and i i tried everything and this was the only thing that really made sense long term and so i think that's a very very humble goal <laughs>
1: just helping other women. I mean, I How started out. I never knew that this was going to be something I was passionate about. I didn't have the goal of like, oh, I'm going to lose this weight and go into the fitness industry or anything like that. I, that was not a mm-hmm. passion. But I have found that being a girl's girl and helping other women like that is my passion. I, I just want to help other freaking women be happy.
0: Well, and those are the people that are going to stick around. I always, I, I talk a lot about how, you know, there's just so much quantity out there <laughs> and there's so many resources, but the quality really isn't there. But I believe that over time that that'll all come out in the wash and that the quality will, will get better and that we'll be able to help more people and give them good information because there is so much bad information out there. <laughs> With the, a couple of closing questions. Lauren, what has the most challenging part been of your journey?
1: Um, getting started and making it through the workouts, because in the beginning, i I started at two hundred and thirty pounds and was literally dying in my living room. I was peeing myself every time I jumped. It was just a struggle. I wouldn't say it was a complete shit show, but it was it was a struggle starting out, but I promised myself I was like, I'm gonna finish this. So I just paused it as much as I needed and got through it but yeah the moving my body in the beginning was probably the hardest struggle
0: I still fucking hate cardio <laughs>
1: <laughs> certain cardio we love no
0: <laughs> I'm like just give me food and give me weights and the least amount of cardio I could do the better
1: I kind of love it. I don't know why. I like getting my heart rate up.
0: And, there, know. <laughs> you know what? I fucking hate. For somebody who has such great hair, I'm sure you have to wash that mane. That's why I hate cardio. It's because you get fucking sweaty and then you got to wash your hair and it's a whole thing. True. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the one thing that changed the game for you, would you say? Is there like any moment or thing or piece of advice that was a game changer?
1: Um, I think hitting rock bottom was the biggest game changer but that's so like subjective per person in mm-hmm. my life like i was my marriage was failing i was wanting a divorce my brother had just been diagnosed with cancer and it was during pandemic so like my mom wouldn't let me go see him or anything she was a nurse she was super scared that like hey you're going to get him sick we got to protect him at all costs and so i took the energy from these bad things in my life and i was like i'm going to focus on myself i'm going to use this as a stress relief like it was just it was time to Mm -hmm. find my happiness again I had reached like such an unhappy level where it's like man I can't go on like this this is not how life should be life should be happy life should be fun and like fuck this like it's time to start creating the life I want you're
0: so right sometimes you get sick you gotta get sick and tired of being sick and tired So when somebody comes to you, I know you've probably answered this question a million times because I know a lot of people have come to you for advice, but what is the one piece of advice that you typically give for somebody that's just starting?
1: My biggest piece of advice is like, you got to embrace this bad bitch mindset. You got to remember who the fuck you are. You are amazing. Humans are amazing. I don't understand when people are like, I can't do this. Like we put airplanes in the sky. We have There are so many amazing humans in the world that have done just outrageous stuff where it's like, you think you can't do this girl like you got this remember who the fuck you are and create your happiness only you can save yourself. And show yourself great. That's, perfect. that's the other part. Like you got to forgive yourself if you're going to mess up, but
0: you got this bitch. Like that's, I'm going to say, that's my gonna biggest advice. Sound bite. I'm going to save that soundbite and reshare it everywhere. Well, <laughs> and since, since you and I have worked together and you've been on the team, um, what would be a piece of advice that you would give to somebody considering hiring a coach or specifically joining team fit with me?
1: I would say it is so beneficial and I never realized it until working with you, um, I didn't realize starting out, I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't know there were resources out there that there was somebody willing to take my hand and be like, hey, Mm -hmm. this is how you do it. I'm going to be here for you. Whenever you were coaching me, I really loved how it felt like you were just one of my best friends. Like it genuinely felt like you were checking in on me. You not only like wanted to see the scale move, but you wanted to make sure like I was starting to be happy that, you know, mentally I was doing better too. And I just, I want people that have never worked with a trainer to know it's not a scary thing. It's like having a built-in best friend that cares about your health.
0: I love that. I love that. And it's so true. (laughs) It's funny because like, I feel like we all get like linked up with like, or at least I got linked up with my coach and I've been clients have been linked up here because we all seem to have like a common denominator. And it's the same thing with like your group on Facebook. Like we all have these common denominators. We're working towards similar goals. We all are like coming from a positive, productive mindset. And I think that's so important um, just in building out any kind of community. Um, Jess, you want to take the final fun question? Sure. Uh, if you could have one food and have it be calorie and consequence free, what would it be? Oh, wow. hmm. Hmm. no stomach ache, no hangover, no, no, no consequences.
1: All the chocolate cake. I'm a chocolate oh, girl. girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm. I think you're the, is she the first one who's answered chocolate cake? That's our I question. I think so. Yeah. I yeah. Think you're the first chocolate cake, but now I want, now I want to change my answer and I want some chocolate cake,
1: chocolate cake with chocolate icing, all what,
0: chocolate. Like, hmm. <laughs> what was the one that Chris said? That was like a pie, like a, con- Oh, a I bet Derby she would know what it is. Something. Some it was- sort of, some sort of Kentucky pie. Do you know what that is? It was like pecans with chocolate and. No, that sounds good though. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're giving her a bad idea. Like she's from there. She should know what that is. That was a good answer. I like it. Well, Lauren, where can people find you? Where can people link up with you? Um, I know that you're super happy to chat up anybody in DMs and groups and stuff. So where can people find you?
1: Yes, um, I am on TikTok at Lauren Polinsky underscore Instagram. I'm just at Lauren Polinsky. And then my Facebook group for women only
0: is Make It Happen Girl. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I might make you come back one day.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'd love to thank you for having me.
0: Well, your podcast cherry has been popped. So now you're a pro. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jess, I'll put all of your uh, info in the show notes too. So anybody can get in touch with you. And thank you everybody for listening to the been there lost fat podcast. Our motto here is do it right. So you only have to do it once you're looking for personalized and customized programming to reach and sustain your health and fitness goals, check us out at teamfitwithme.com.